0: You're listening to DraftKings Network. We are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code DAN for a special offer when you sign up. That's code Dan only at DraftKings Sportsbook.
1: It was a weird week, I feel like. Got covered a lot of ground on the show.
2: Yeah. Welcome to Mr. Trade. Hmm. Hey. I had to feel that silence there, sorry. I feel like we failed you there. Yeah. Like yeah, I mean, for just any well, no, I validation, say, yeah. I mean, I just said, I was yeah, trying I mean, to start. You're like, we talked about, show. we oh, talked about a lot, which yeah. could have led to anyone saying absolutely Literally anything. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. And no word, one said A word, a sound, mm-hmm. yeah. a
1: grunt even.
2: A I'm words. worried that I my breath. How's this my sound? What? Oh, what? <laughs> there was a breath. A,
1: yeah, w- well, you guys know we're recording a podcast right now, right? So what? we have to talk. It's yeah, yeah,
2: for sure. Uh-huh. I was worried that my weird, like, groan was going on behind you when you started because I didn't realize you were going to start. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I shouldn't have come in. <laughs> no, honestly. no. Are you okay, <laughs> Billy? I'm not feeling uh, well. Uh, oh. I'm here, man. But are you hey, okay? You just come here, you man. Know. Not to get too personal. Hey, but? Do you feel it? Like, yeah. swimming inside? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah? I'm not swimming. It doesn't have, like, fins. But it's floating. Uh, I think the issue is it's not floating. I think if you have stones and you stay hydrated, they can just kind of live within your kidneys and you're fine. It's when you're like dehydrated that then they have no place to go. Like, think of it like rust in your engine, mm. right? Mm. Like the rust in your engine's not gonna I don't I'm not you know guys. Not a not a everyone guy, yeah. out there, I'm not a mechanic, so don't go by this. Nor a doctor, right. but sugar and casting. Your, testing,
1: you your engine's clogged.
2: But here's the thing. I don't I think if your engine stays full. That the particles of, of gasoline. Oh, gotcha. The mm-hmm. particles okay. will just kind of float there. It's when there's no place for them to go because there's no Loom. liquid for them to be. Yeah. Okay. Loop. Okay. Yeah. That right. Then they get kind of in going into like the. Your additive. Yeah. But so you
1: got the kidney the stones because mm-hmm. you're dehydrated? I don't know. But that's one of the causes of it.
2: I'm not a doctor. He's not a doctor, maybe. He's not a doctor, apparently. I mean, so when maybe. I pass it, if I catch it in my strainer, maybe I can get some answers. I see. Right. What and will you do with it? i put it in a Ziploc bag, and i take it to the doctor. Hmm. Hmm. Is what? it like a no matter what time? Like a doctor do? wants do you to rush it, first? it to your house? No, no. I would...
1: Do you hand it to them?
2: It's a good question, because... Kind of embarrassing, I, no? I don't know. Yeah. Not at all. It's a urologist. I, I That's their business. I recently was at the
1: doctor, and I had to do a urine sample. And and a lot of doctor's offices now, they'll have like a cupboard, like a two-way cupboard. Mm. And you put it in, and then they open it from their right. side no, with the gloves on. Not at Yeah, yeah. Not at this one mine, either. I got to hand it to the person. I got to hand it to the person. I was like, I am fine with I bring that. it back here. Are you sure? Like, you like, want this? you don't want to accidentally hand them right. the urine Piss. sample. Yeah. Uh, and then they're like, oh my God, you were supposed to put that over there, you weirdo. Like, why is it so Why is this yeah. so but no this place was a manual handoff it was very it was very odd I
2: manual hand i have a more i have, I have a, a more awkward urine situation <laughs> <laughs> so in the one year that i did track at fiu um you do like a random drug test at least once a year right so like they bring in the person and it's like it's time to go the so it was I an had- eater? No, like, the the person is just standing there. like, you need to pee in this cup, and they're just staring at your wiener. No, I can't go. To make sure that, like, you're actually peeing, and it's you that's creating this urine. And not, like, a fake... The Wizenator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so, like, I went, and the person's, like, watching me pee, Mm. and, like, I'm...
1: Seems like a violation of privacy. I'm awkward,
2: as it is. So, I, like, see the person... And I think that what I said, because I'm like, I have to say something, right? Because it's just like, right. I have to break the ice. This person's <laughs> just staring at me, like, doing my my business. You're trying to, right? No. I, you started I, already? Yeah, no, I was like... Midstream? I think I may have been midstream, and I look Streaming. at the person, and I'm just like, Streaming is this as awkward for you as it is for me? And they're like, no, I do this every day. I'm like, hmm.
1: I don't. You
2: yeah, just like, look yeah, at people man, Like this is Yeah, this is kind of you know like... What's,
1: you know what is really just the worst? When you're trying to make light of an uncomfortable situation and the other person is not playing along. Mm. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's just the worst. Like, mm-hmm. can we all just sure. play along here? Like, this right. this is awkward for me. It's awkward just for you.
2: Enough of Tommy's serious pee collector. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Tommy's serious pee collector. are looking at dicks all day. You're like, have fun with Esquire. Let's make a joke. Yeah, yeah. come or on. At least
1: laugh if I try to make a joke. Make Long me feel more
2: comfortable in this compromising position you have put me in. Exactly. Right. Yeah. How the team really go along, you.
1: along with it. Well,
2: the mm-hmm. NCAA. The NCAA. Yeah, Someone. Uh, yeah. The NCAA. Yeah. I guess the they're just doing a job too, right? Like they're just so sure they are. Meh. No.
1: What do we have on mystery crate today? Uh, yeah.
2: What do we have on mystery crate? Today? I don't. I don't know.
1: I. I can. I Superman
2: did something. No, up. not Superman. Superman. There's no way. Wow.
1: On mystery crate today, Howard and the MCU University pod. Chop it up oh, this is definitely not over Superman. the success, <laughs> failure, and failures of the MCU's Phase Four. If Marvel fatigue is a real thing, entering Phase Five, and surprise guest Amin Al Hassan wonders if Marvel is out of ideas and whether Obi Wan Stat Kenobi violated every sacred credo of Star Wars.
2: Straight off the description, you know, a lot of spoilers.
1: Well, I mean, I was. Sent that to set up the. Yeah,
2: you show. should probably do like a clean pickup yeah, where it's yeah, like, what yeah, are yeah. we doing today? And yeah, then it's yeah. oh like, oh my God, that. you
1: guys are not making this easy right now. No, yeah. No, no, not, no, not, no. We all got this memo to read. No, back.
2: I didn't get that one, I think. It's no, a I got it. I it's just did pull it CC'd. up. Yeah. No, no, no. All right. Think,
1: uh, Here's how we You know what I mean? University. University pod. Chopping it up.
2: hmm.
3: Friends, a lot has changed over the years, personally, and across our airwaves. But one thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. So what is the best thing about the original Lite beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. You know, for me personally, I recently bought a few six-packs of Miller Lite for my housewarming party, because that's one thing that's changed for me. I moved into a new house, and I brought some friends over, and we enjoyed the best light beer. Because Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, Great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. A light beer that tastes like beer. Less filling and only 96 calories, the original light beer since 1975. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash crate. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer.
4: Hey, everybody. We are back for uh, a second installment of the uh, MC University pod on the pirate ship. It is me. I'm Howard Bryant. And we've got Jake Christie. We've got... Anthony Canton, the third, but we are missing, we are missing Jerome Cheng, the third member of uh, of their crew. But we have a lot to talk about. We also have the possibility of the the uh, very sour, bitter Amin Al Hassan showing up a little <laughs> bit later, um, and if he does, he will he will promise to be sour and bitter, especially based on the the topic that we've got here, um, and that topic is Phase Four of the MCU and then moving into the amazing announcements that we got the other day, uh, on comic, from Comic-Con down in, in uh, San Diego. I will just say guys, and I, and, and this is your world. I am, I am a fan that you guys are much deeper into this than, than I have been in terms of, uh, cause I have not yet seen Ms. Marvel. So I can't speak on that one, but the reviews have not been great for this phase four so far. Uh, our, our good friend Mike Ruiz, that we're waiting uh, for Ruiz to come on the pod and join us, you know, he gave it a, he gave us a thumbs down so far in terms of what he thinks this this new incarnation is, whether it was Moon Knight or the rest of it. Not really all that into it. Amin sends me a text last week, which is why I call him sour and bitter, because he says to me, uh, hey, what's going on with uh, Marvel? Are You guys uh, out of ideas?" And so there's a little bit of trolling going on there. But I got to say, Sunday, Sunday's news drop gave me a bit of energy, gave me a huge boost because we're getting Daredevil. I'm loving that. And I just want to hear from you guys. What, what do you think about, number one, the idea that Marvel's out of ideas, that, that phase four has been a letdown? And let's start, let's start there, Jake. What are your thoughts when you hear that?
5: I think that it has been a letdown insofar as it is just not as good as Phase 3. I think Phase 3 was really, especially as it got towards the end, was really just, you know, banger after banger for the most part. And if, it, if it, they weren't bangers, they were at least, you know, base hits or doubles. Um, that's mixing metaphors, you know what I mean. Uh, and I think that Phase 4 has had movies that just did not connect with audiences. Um, but I think that... Anthony and I are terrible people to ask about Marvel fatigue ultimately because we are invested in this stuff more than the average person is. But I think that the main reason why people feel fatigue in this phase is less because of, like, the ideas in general and just because they don't actually connect with the movies themselves. Because no one was talking about Marvel fatigue when Spider-Man No Way Home was the biggest movie of the year. You know what I mean? Like – the reason why people felt fatigue after Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness or Thor: Love and Thunder is because those movies aren't ten out of tens. If Black Panther: Wakanda Forever is an A plus movie that everyone loves, no one's gonna be like, "Oh my god, we're so tired of Marvel." If the if the stuff was better, then they wouldn't feel fatigue. I think that it's really that like. Whereas you're you're probably willing to take a, B pl- a B minus movie in phase two at this point they kind of do all need to be at least A's for the casual fan to remain engaged so I think that they have had some you know B's to you know C minuses in this phase and I think it's very easy for someone who is not who doesn't live and breathe it like we do to be like ah eh, do I really need to see all of them anymore so I my my advice for them would just be to make better stuff if that would bring audiences less make them less fatigued
6: AC I think there is a significant portion of the audience, whether casual or even the diehards, I would say, that believe that there has been a meandering in this phase. And I think that's fair to say, because we have seen not the connective tissue that we're used to in terms of what the MCU has looked like. However, I also think that this is a process that everybody is dealing with in a different way because we're not the same people we were three years ago when endgame came out i think about the pandemic i think about 2020 and not getting any content and i think about last year getting a whole bunch of content that i don't think people were expecting to hit and also marvel trying tv shows on their streaming service has been very hit and miss. And a lot of times it's been a miss because I think they still haven't figured out how to structure properly uh, six episodes or however many episodes of TV that they're doing to this point. Now, do I think that they will figure that out as they go along? Yes. But I do think because of, Everything that's happened, and I think COVID also, again, plays a big part in this when it comes to production crews, they used to have just three or four projects going at a year's time. Now, they're getting close to eight, nine, even ten now, and considering VFX workers being worked very hard... Um, crews not being able to assemble because crews are being spread thin, working on one movie and then going to a show directly to a movie to a show. I think there are technical aspects of that that I don't think Marvel has been prepared for. So I think when it comes to that aspect of things, it's a very, very rational and understandable feeling for fans to have regarding that. But I would also say is... Once again, leading back to the point that I started with, we are not the same people that we were three years ago. We are chasing an endgame high. That high was a high that was very significant. And when we talk about where we are now and you go from endgame to Sam Wilson trying to get a bank loan or a bunch of (laughs) or a bunch of space people like the Eternals that we don't really know about or a character like Moon Knight, who to a lot of people is very obscure.
5: The thing, the thing that's different, though, I think, between the Sam Wilson trying to get a bank loan and the Eternals is that I think if those th- projects were really, really good, people wouldn't care about them being different. That's the thing. Like, I think that you are right that people are cutting less slack because of they want a new endgame, but I also think that people would not have minded – The Eternals being new characters of that movie was really, really good. Now, in my opinion, I don't think that the movie is currently constructive could have been good, but you can listen to our podcast about the Eternals if you want to hear all about that. But I also think that it is kind of, it's the disease of being the superpower in the entertainment industry. Like you're great on a curve, no one else is. Um, And I think that ultimately, I I think it's hard to have a general answer to this question because I think that there are so many different populations of people who watch and engage with these movies that it's that. Like I think a lot about people who are younger than me, who you know, are teenagers or in their early twenties, who never really had a pop culture consuming world without the MCU, and I feel like they consume it a lot different than people my age and older because they're they don't really they're not as hung up on whether each individual project is good it's like oh you just watch the new mcu thing it's just like it's like the new installment yeah. of the tv show but also at the same time if you're feeling fatigued from it if you're not liking what's coming out i will say as someone who is the producer and co-host of a podcast with the words marvel cinematic universe in its name you don't have to watch honestly please if you're tired of it i actually don't want you to watch because you'll be happier i don't they make a billion dollars anyway i they don't need you to watch yeah, I
4: would also go one step further on this too. And I think those are both great, amazing points. But one thing here too is emotionally, when you feel like you've reached a culmination of something, it's supposed to culminate, right? That's supposed to be the end. And then the speed in which everything else happened immediately following, there really wasn't much of a break. Like immediately following Endgame, I kind of thought there was going to be a little bit of time. And I knew better because I heard about the all the other things that were coming. But I sort of felt like The fatigue was was really exemplified by the storytelling, to your point, Jake, that if the stories were better, we wouldn't be having this conversation. I thought the stories needed to be better, but I thought they also needed to be different. How many more times can you have an extinction-level event in succession? Mm -hmm. Now, I mean, that is one of the things that really makes it difficult when you're trying to sort of come down, like AC said, that you're on an endgame high. The next thing that you need is not another extinction level event and then another extinction level story, because if you have, if every story is apocalyptic, then none of them are apocalyptic. Let me just go back, AC. What? To, let, let's go to the highs and lows, the phase four high for you and then the phase four low. And we're talking about the ups and downs and the dips of this period. Where's, which one is the big winner for you and which one do you think really was the, you know, the clunker?
6: I would say there's one big winner and an honorable mention. The one big winner obviously is Spider Man No Way Home, because I think it hit all of the touchstones that we as fans look for in terms of not only nostalgia, but the emotion. As you, and it did a billion you,
4: dollars too. Right.
6: That too. As you as you as you alluded to, I also will say I think Shang Chi did an excellent job when you're talking about introing a character. And also, from a culture standpoint, those two in particular. But in terms of a low, I would probably say The Eternals. And the funny thing about The Eternals is, is I think it's to Jake's point, that movie could have never worked. There was way too many characters. And to your also, to your point, Howard, with the extinction-level event... You it, it loses its luster after a while. It just does. And when you are trying to stuff ten main characters into a two and a half hour story, listen, it's just gonna drag it's gonna drag to a degree, and it's also gonna just feel overstuffed. It just felt overstuffed. So Eternals is my love.
4: And you gotta answer another question. If you're gonna go with Eternals, you gotta say well, where the hell were you guys when Thanos was here, right? Does that Mm -hmm. question really actually get answered? Or was it sort of, well, we don't really get involved, we step back? It was their excuse. (laughs) It was their excuse. Jake, your thoughts?
5: I think that the answers, I think, are right on for the best being No Way Home and the worst being Eternals. But I think the important thing to note about No Way Home is that and this is a movie that I I think on our podcast about it, which you guessed it on, I think we all kind of were talking about how we were suspicious that maybe it wouldn't age that well. If we watched it again at home, it wouldn't be as exciting. And honestly, like it really does still hold up for me. I've rewatched it recently. So, um, and I think the reason it's it, the reason why it is the best of phase four is what I think that all these stories should have been is that even though it has all this cosmic stuff, it really is a character. It's very character focused that... While in theory, yes, if Norman Osborn, you know, gets the arc reactor, he could do a bunch of bad stuff. The main concern of the movie is Spider-Man and his friends well-being. Like that, it's not about a extinction level thing. And that even though they're the other Spider-Men that come in, which is a super high concept, super like, for, like clunky in a lot of ways story-wise to fit them in. But they are there to serve the character growth of the Peter in this universe. And that is the thing that I wish more of these movies were because – that is the way to shrink things down. Like, you want to shrink things down after endgame, and obviously it's hard to do that by mandate. Like, it's hard to be told, like, hey, make the script smaller. But I think the way you do that is you really focus on what the stakes are for the characters. And Eternals, obviously, I think, did that really poorly um, because of all the things we mentioned. I do also want to mention another low, just because I don't want to say the same thing as Anthony for both counts, is I really do think that the ending of the Falcon Winter Soldier, which we talked about, <laughs> uh, is for all the joking reasons we talk about why it's bad. I think it's bad because it kind of misunderstands because I think it's trying to do in some ways the thing we're talking about with making things more street level and personal. But I think it completely misunderstands what what we look for in superheroes and what interests us in them as characters. Um, and it kind of just it really feels like the the you know the worst example of trying to be real by putting real stuff in the movies. And like, I think that something like Miss Marvel does that way better. And yes. so I was thinking about that as well., uh, but yeah, I we, I mean, uh, the name you I think of every time, Checkers Wilson. That whole situation is the lowest of uh, phase four for me. Well, and you know what's funny about that? and and and
4: for those not in on the joke, Checkers Wilson was my feeling. It was my nickname for Sam Wilson, the the new Black Captain America, who acted like he was playing chess the whole time, but was so obviously getting boat raced on every single storyline here, getting his butt whipped in all the fights, not being able to deliver on being an Avenger. It was like, it's like, look, man, you're overmatched. And that at the end of this entire story, he's going to be the guy with the, with the Obama speech, the healing speech to bring (laughs) everything together. I'm like, we're laughing at you, dog. We are completely laughing at you right now. And and I think, but I, you know, but that's really funny too, though, because I also felt like there were some serious winners. I still believe episode four of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, The World is Watching, is a great episode. It's a, uh-huh. it's, it is seriously a great episode. It's really, really good. And so I, I hate to say that the whole thing fell apart, but I think one of the things that has really been clear about, especially on the TV side, is the importance of sticking the landing, yeah. and and on the TV side, the landing really hasn't been stuck, except maybe with Loki.
5: I think, and Loki, I would say, Miss Marvel does pretty well as which well, which I you have not yet. yet seen, but yes. I think Miss Marvel is. I think anyone who feels Marvel fatigue, I would recommend Miss Marvel. Not just because it's good, but because the perf- lead performance of it by Amon Vellani, who. You know, famously was a massive Marvel fan. No acting experience, had no dreams of going into acting. um, Got the role, and her energy is the type of thing that you're just like, oh, why is this not at the center of every frame? Because what I think it reminds you of is that. Iron Man, the original one, had basically no script when they are filming it, doesn't have that crazy of a story, the effects aren't groundbreaking, the reason why the movie is good is because of the charismatic performance at the middle of it, and I think that that is a thing that if you're really kind of tired of it, I just don't believe you could watch Iman Vellani in Miss Marvel and not just feel joy, so I would recommend that to anyone who's looking to feel joy again.
6: I would tend to agree with that, it's, you know, specifically because it Iman intersects not only the the pop culture element of having that charisma as an actor, but also when you talk about the culture stuff, like the, the stuff that when you're talking about phase four and what it seems like the MCU has tried to do and at times has done all right, Shang-Chi being an example, um, and other ones not being is in terms of the representation and and I thought Miss Marvel told that story and really hit home in ways that something like Falcon and the Winter Soldier kinda touched on, but Miss Marvel actually hit some, some real I,
5: points. I mean to make it clear, the difference is that we had that speech that you alluded to at the end of Winter Soldier, whereas Miss Marvel had an entire episode devoted to exploring the partition of India and Pakistan that was handled with a lot of care. Like that's the difference <laughs> between the two is that one yeah. is one speech and the other one is devoting a whole episode to right. the ways that families were of apart, et cetera, et cetera.
4: When you're thinking also about this last iteration of, of projects, how does WandaVision hold up to you?
5: I rewatched it a few months ago with my dad because uh, he'll watch anything. And I would say that as a piece of television that's interesting to watch, I think it is actually better in that way than it is as an MCU project. Because the ending of it, like when I think about it and the way it fits into with the MCU, the the ending of it and how it kind of leaves you unsatisfied and leaves a lot of questions unanswered does give a sour taste in my mouth. But I can say from having rewatched it – that the achievement of the first like six episodes is still incredible. And the fact that it was done and Marvel Studios did it. I hope that they, I hope that they learn lessons from like, I hope the lessons they learn from that are we actually don't need to become a traditional MCU fight beat up thing at the end. We can just be weird the entire time.
6: Yes. And I would tend to agree with Jake on that. I think WandaVision is very captivating. Um, I think, When you talk about character examination, I think it's very well done. You could think about episode eight and how they delved into Wanda's past and everything that happened there. And then you just go to the MCU fight and it does feel rushed, as opposed to something like Loki, who on a on a rewatch when I'm going through it and you hear Hiddleston go back uh, and forth with. Owen Wilson, at the when, when we're talking about like Mobius and Loki and having these conversations about life and being good and being bad, and a lot of those conversations continued throughout. It's not a show that's heavy on action, but when we talk about character development and we would talk about the the character growth of, of Loki, which you could have never seen before um, this point, but you get to his series and you have all of that happen, particularly with those two and Sylvie once she shows up. And then you have the electrifying performance of Jonathan Majors in the last episode. So uh, it made me actually change my mind
4: rewatching Loki and putting that at, at number one as far as the series are concerned yeah it's so funny you should say that because the one thing that i was thinking about and looking at some of these shows was thinking about my martin scorsese t-shirt that has the that is in the script of the marvel studios after his criticism that the mcu wasn't really art and i was thinking about the one thing that th- that has happened during this period is that you have had really outstanding opportunities to act and I, and I do think that as much as we talk about, oh, well, you know, you're out of ideas. Well, that's just because Ameen is bitter and sour. But I think <laughs> that part of the reason that I really enjoyed a lot of this is that from an, an inventiveness standpoint, WandaVision is brilliant. WandaVision yes. is really, really clever and smart. And you're like, wow, and Elizabeth Olsen can act. And we're talking mm-hmm. about when, when you're talking about charisma and energy, there are... Very few people out there, and I, I just finished a biography on Ricky Henderson, and while I'm been on book tour talking about these about this book, and people have said, "Why have you? And why did you do this book? And 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 why Ricky?" And I remember telling a story about how Pedro Gomez, my late great friend in the in the industry, ESPN colleague, we were sitting at the Grotto one night in Arizona down in Scottsdale, and we were talking about books, and we were talking about how many baseball players out there can carry a full biography. How many guys have the have the accomplishments? How many guys have the impact? How many guys have the off-field impact? How many guys can you connect dots where you can, you can say larger things about them? And the list is much, much smaller than you would think. And I take that to watching these shows. And the number of people who can actually carry a scene, carry a show, be the one that you are, you know, that you're a movie star, that you're a star. Like if you're in it, I'm going to watch it. It's not as big as we think, and so I was very surprised and pleasantly surprised to see that Elizabeth Olsen captured me for the entire the entire series. That piece of it, the acting piece. You take that, you take Hiddleston and Loki, you you take Oscar Isaac, and in Moon Knight, and there are you know, one thing that they have done. And which is where I I disagree with The Master, with Scorsese, is that, yeah, some of this is cookie cutter, obviously, but you have had really great opportunities to act into for these actors to show off what they can do.
5: I think that it's important also in these situations to compare it to other big blockbuster films. And I think that, like, by all accounts, I think that Kevin Feige is aware of everything you're saying. And by all accounts, he is a very actor-forward producer. He wants, he makes a point of making sure that actors want to do the projects because at its current state for most movies the mcu is not at the forefront of either like big cgi battle technique or hand-to-hand combat technique the things that are like obviously the mcu has had good fight scenes and what have you but that is actually not what separates it from other blockbusters it is the character stuff like that's the thing i always try to tell people who don't understand what the big deal of it is and while. Mardor says he is entitled to his opinion, and honestly, I would, ne- if I had a conversation to talk with him, I would talk with him about a hundred things before this. But my <laughs> rebuttal to what he said about them just being throw rides is that in Endgame, when Captain America gets the hammer and can hold it. That's not an exciting moment because him beating up Thanos with a hammer is cool. That's just CGI goop. It just looks fine. The reason it's exciting is because we've been following these characters for this entire time, and we're invested in the idea of him being worthy.
6: To your point, Jake, that's why the end of Loki works so well, because for the most part, yep. when he who remains is, is talking, it, 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 that, that's all he's doing. That's where we talk about character development and we talk about actors carrying a moment. I mean, you think about Hiddleston and DiMartino in that moment and Majors just just makes them look like regular actors, even though they're great. Yeah. But, but, yeah. but Majors and when you're he, talking about magnetic he, presences, that's why he has been chosen to lead this uh, next
4: phase uh, forward as the big bad. Yeah. And he and he absolutely stole that last scene. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> look who it is. There's an we got an Amin sighting. Anthony, you've aged, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's washed. That's you right. Young, <laughs> <I'm not smiling. laughs>
6: the hashtag is washed agenda, I mean. Uh, uh,
7: two and a half years ago. <laughs> 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 yeah. Pandemic well, who, got to me, bro. Who is this old man?
5: <laughs> hey, see, he, he feels like just for men is just for someone else.
4: Yeah, just for <laughs> someone else. <laughs> All right. I mean, we we are welcoming Amin El hassan as well. And this isn't even a Meadowlarkus. This is like a crossover episode here. Um, I will I will start out by saying I I called you bitter and sour to start out on this. And the reason I. No, no, no! When it comes to this topic, because we started this, we started this conversation about the idea of Marvel fatigue, and I was talking about when you asked me, "Oh, well, you know, are you guys out of ideas? Is the MCU out of ideas?" And now we get this big blockbuster announcement on Sunday that they are bringing noise coming up the next couple of the you know the next couple of years. But I want to circle back to our conversation when we were offline on Metal Lockers. Your thoughts about phase four and the mcu simply being out of gas
7: phase four well now that all the things they announced are phase five right the crime
6: yeah. in parts of six five, right five
7: so six. so basically what phase four was was the rebuilding year they tanked they, they <laughs> traded all the good players for picks and they went through the philadelphia process and we're going to come out of it now with joel and Bede and say okay everything was fine it, it all worked according <laughs> to plan except for this entire phase where we got really lackluster storylines and uh movies devoted to characters that I don't think could really or not even movies, but just vehicles devoted to characters that I don't think could carry said vehicles. Like no one wanted a Hawkeye series. It was okay. No, it wasn't no terrible, but no one really wanted that. Mm-hmm. No one really wanted a Falcon and, and the Winter Soldier, and that was terrible. I liked WandaVision a lot mainly because it was so different right yes. the idea of tr- doing a show as Based a show from different mm-hmm. eras right and so i enjoyed that i enjoyed loki a lot i actually just got done re-watching it uh, with my kids uh this weekend we we you know over the last week or so we rewatched it as we're getting ready for more stuff so that was great um but almost every other thing miss marvel like my kids like it, so I like it for them. Did you yeah. watch it? Yeah, I did. It's it's okay. it's a it's a kitty show. And then if you look at the movies in Phase Four, what did we get? We got it was Black, Black Widow, Widow. Yeah. Shang Chi. Like, the backstory that nobody asked for. Shang Chi yeah. I liked. Yeah. I liked a lot. Yep. Shang Chi I liked a lot. But then what's the other one? The Eternals. one with- Eternals. Eternals. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Agree we agreed was the, the worst. <laughs> it, it, it was it was awful. Eternals was legit awful. And uh, what's the other one? Doctor Strange, bad. Like these were oh,
5: bad movies. I disagree with you on that, but that's um, we, we can relitigate Sam that some other time. Right. Um, get, get Sam Raimi away from my comic book movies forever. <laughs> that, okay. Forever. Go hey, truly. Hey, Go do truly. Your I mean, I mean, you could. I mean, you could have said the sky is green, and I would have had more common ground with you. In that sense, I love <laughs> I, I love Sam, Sam Raimi, Raimi so much.
4: Sam Sam Raimi at one point was credited. With quite possibly the greatest comic book movie ever made, but Spider Man two. I mean and, then, this and was- then we
7: and then we saw great comic book movies getting made. Like,
4: oh, in the same way that people once
7: thought Bob Cousy was the best point guard <laughs> ever. And then we saw an actual point guard like, oh, oh that guy can dribble with both hands. Oh no, never mind. Get out of never here mind. with that. It was so like dated. That's what but I you was, also like,
4: got Spider Man No Way Home.
7: That was awesome. That was yeah. that so, of this phase, the movies that I enjoyed were Spider Man No Way Home and Shang Chi, and mm-hmm. I could literally have done without every. I watched every single one, and I can honestly sit here and say I'm never watching any of those movies ever again. Yeah, like I'll rewatch Shang Chi. I'll, no I'll re-watch, rewatch. No
4: rewatch value with the other ones because I. Yeah. We were saying before you got on here <clears throat> that there were certain episodes of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Episode 4 is my favorite. That is a rewatch for me. I have watched that one sh- that one episode several times.
7: I, this I given that I haven't rewatched it and I did not enjoy it, but as I was watching, I remember thinking to myself, "Okay, I see why this had to be done because this part is going to be something that factors in later." Right? But mm-hmm. Like what I'm thinking about, like think, um, Julie Louis Dreyfus's character is like, okay, this yeah, is the she's yeah. going to yeah. to, uh, to 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 fa- factor in later. But did I need to watch those six episodes? I kind of feel like I could have missed <clears throat> that. Like if if I had a mm-hmm. friend yeah. who was catching up and said, "Do I need to watch mm-hmm. this?" I would say, "No, don't watch it." Like, For sure, just, watch this clip on YouTube. You got it.
6: No, I was gonna say I think the biggest problem with Falcon and the Winter Soldier in General, and Howard talks about that episode, is you get that episode and then you get episode five in the conflict, and then in the finale everybody's saying, Hey, we're working together now, and it's just mm-hmm. you guys <laughs> fought to the death in blood over a shield, and now you're just mm-hmm. shaking hands.
4: It's just yeah. so weird. Like what happened I'm telling everybody that we can be better, can't we? We need to be better. I'm like, for real, for real. That's what we're getting that, right
7: so now. That's, that's the other thing is that it tried to insert social commentary, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, if you're gonna do it, you gotta do it well. You can't just ham-handedly say, you'll never have a black Captain America," you know, and like, oh, America.
4: Let's make a quick detour because we've got a mean with us, and yes. just go straight. I fi- I finished watching Obi Wan, uh huh, and. <laughs> Wait! You laughing before I can even say anything? Because how?
6: Because how? Uh, before you go, I've been listening to Rule of Two, so I already know what the story is here.
4: And, <laughs> Rule oh, of Two, on I'm the mystery kid. I'm watching this with my son, and both of us are like, "Are they gonna kill Leia in this episode?" <laughs> We're like, you know what? Would it be so bad if somebody took her the fuck out right now?
7: My when my nine year old was like. Poking in potholes through it. That's when I knew, like, okay, this isn't just me. Like, a, a child is watching this and saying this doesn't make any sense. Um, it, it was just the most heavy-handed attempt at fan service I think you could possibly do. I, I did a, a little on the last episode of Ruler 2. I had this long bit about it, and I clipped it, and I posted on Instagram. And it's, I, my mini essay about this, which is, what is the responsibility of someone who's creating content that is designed to fill a gap between existing canon. And I said, your responsibility is to provide structure and more context and be more supporting beams of what already exists. So like Clone Wars or like uh, Rogue One, they said, this is a story. Here are the blank spots. Our job is to fill in those blank spots to make it look cold. And instead, what they did at Obi-Wan was they just said, wouldn't it be cool if, and, you know, be damned if they are overriding things that already existed. And so the desire to have a relationship between, Le- like, Le- Le- little Leia being a character who gets kidnapped and Obi-Wan's got to go save her, no problem with that. Him then developing this relationship, this odd couple thing with it. no, you can't have that. And why can't we have it is because we know in episode four, A New Hope, their relationship isn't that. And they it's try to clean it up. Yeah, they, they try to clean it up with like, oh, just act like you don't know me if we ever see each other again. Okay, that's all well and good until the old man dies. She would have been devastated if this was someone who rescued her when she was nine and they had all these adventures and stuff. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Again, the, the battle between... Obi-Wan and and Vader. He says when we last met I was but the learner now I'm the master. That's right. I'm sorry. Like even though he got his ass kicked in that second fight which is ballsy to even have him meet twice. Look the fight the first one I like you know as he lights the thing on fire and he drags him through it but like he didn't need to do that with Obi-Wan they could have done it with hell you want to do a Quinlan Vos drop fucking make him fight Quinlan Vos the whole thing should have been what episode Five of the series was, which is Obi Wan's there. I'm getting there, and I get there, and when I get there, he just left. Yeah, right. Because, and we're having flashbacks to the training sessions, and that was the that episode five was. That was perfect. That's what the whole series should have been, exploring the relationship between master and apprentice, and in in the now them just narrowly missing each other. The moment they're yes. Yeah, the moment they're there together, you've ruined it. You've ruined everything. So this is how it was explained to me, right? The difference between Marvel and Star Wars, right, is that Marvel is run by Kevin Feige, and mm-hmm. Kevin Feige has a vision, and 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 everything, all of it is mapped out. Even as I shit on Phase 4, every part of Phase 4 plays a role. Every mm-hmm. part of everything plays a role. You don't get to go rogue in, in Marvel. You don't get to, you know... Say, uh, and then uh, Iron Man, uh, like, was best friends as a kid with Captain America. Like, no, Mm -hmm. you don't get to do that. Everything Mm -hmm. you do in this movie has to fit within the guidelines of the canon, right? And it helps that there's already a lot of pre-written stuff that, you know, from, you know, Jack Kirby and Stan Lee and stuff like that, right? In Star Wars, Lucasfilm is run by Kathleen Kennedy. Kathleen Kennedy is way more kind of like follow the dollar sign. Way Mm -hmm. more business oriented. Now, it got off, Star Wars TV got off to a great start because Favreau and Filoni were the guys running it and they were people who gave a shit. And the other thing someone pointed out to me was like, The Mandalorian wasn't supposed to be a hit. Yeah, It was supposed to be Star Wars is tucking its tail between its legs because the last couple movies bombed and we got to regroup, so let's invest smaller and do this shit on, on streaming where if it fucks up, no one, it's not as public of a thing. And it ends up being this massive super hit to the point where Star Wars, as a franchise, says, hold up on movies. We're doing mm-hmm. this streaming stuff. And we're all these... And and Gina Carano, you get a show, and everyone's getting a show now. <laughs> right? But what happens is, because there are so many of these shows that have been greenlit, Favreau and Filoni are too spread thin. Like, Mm-hmm. Mandalorian was which Sounds great.
4: like what, what, what AC was saying at the beginning of the show About Marvel yep, In their studio
7: They were so focused on this thing They were able to go fine tooth comb And small easter eggs and all that stuff To do a Star Wars show done by Star Wars People right mm-hmm. And now it's kind of like Five different projects All in, being produced in tandem They're all being made at the same time <clears throat> There's no way You can have the oversight necessary To make sure this stuff is sound structurally. And Mm -hmm. so that's how you get Obi-Wan being what it was. That's how we're going to get, uh, that's how we got uh, Boba Fett being kind of, while not canonically... um, Problematic. Problematic, just not that good, right? It it just was kind of rushed. And it's Mm -hmm. because I think there just isn't enough structural oversight as far as like, does this work? No, then don't do
4: it. Or to your point about having a vision, but I want to I switch one last gear. AC, you got something? Go.
6: Yeah, I do. I think what means speaks to, and specifically with Obi-Wan, I think Obi-Wan was a show that I simultaneously enjoyed some of the nostalgia stuff, but also could definitely see all of the holes at the same time. When you talk about structure, I mean, this was originally supposed to be a film. And then it looks like they did kind of the same thing where they made... And Marvel had this has the same problem where they're making a six hour film and making a TV episodes. And that just Mm -hmm. never works. It's not going to work. It's not going to hit the same as it should. Learning how to make TV is something that you need TV people for. It's not Mm -hmm. that easy to do. So I think it's that. And I also would like to say that the Riva character was written terribly. It's just absolutely written terribly from start to finish. And when you make that character as important to the show's uh, main story, you got to get that character right. And for yeah. pretty much for the most part, uh, I just thought it was very aimless. Like the stuff... From episode five, her going to Tatooine after
4: Luke, it just makes no sense. It's just nonsensical stuff. So anyhow, um, I want to go one last, we got got one last section here that I want to tie these two universes together under the same Disney umbrella to something Amin had said, and I want to hear what you guys have to say about this. Amin, you started out talking about Obi-Wan by saying it was the biggest, sort of most most naked and sort of blatant example of fan service. And this mm-hmm. none of this is a compliment, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's move to November. We've got Black Panther to Wakanda Forever coming. Mm-hmm. If you thought that there was fan service in honor of Carrie Fisher, which Star Wars has not yet recovered from, mm-hmm. what are you anticipating? What do you guys as a group see about the legacy of Chadwick Bozeman in terms of how the specter of Chadwick Bozeman going forward on this franchise?
7: So there's a couple things to point out. Number one, that Black Panther in the movie, I was in the comic books, dies as well. Like T'Challa dies. So I hate to make art based on real life, but it's not a stretch to say we've lived, leapt forward into the future. He, he's passed away. And in the comic book, I believe his sister becomes the Black Panther. This is correct. So you, yes. you already have, they already gave you a blueprint, unknowingly that like you can follow. Uh, the trailer makes it seem like Angela Bassett's going to have a much bigger role in the first movie she was kind of like ceremonial kind of like tipping the cap to mm-hmm. black excellence in hollywood like, you know <laughs> you have one of the, the greatest actresses of all time there and but she's just kind of there to kind of play the role of the queen very regal all that stuff and you know almost like a cameo role this trailer makes it seem like she's going to be driving a lot of the hey w- where does my kingdom go from here i'm in charge i shouldn't be in charge i have to bury my husband and bury my son or whatever the other thing the trailer is um, it's not more than implying it has to be this it's the battle between wakanda and atlantis and then namor the submariner being not a villain but definitely the antagonist in this movie so i think as he always is as he, yeah and so again this is from the comic books so i think they've put it they have enough stuff from the comic books and they've alluded to it enough in the movie in the trailer that this movie can be a compelling story uh that doesn't deviate too much from what's written right the mm-hmm. problem is if they say but chad McBoseman's black panther and so now everything is going to be kind of in memory of that I, I i can see them doing it because they're victims of the, reading their own news clippings and stuff but I hope not because they have enough material there to let us know
5: I, I also think that they're gonna avoid the thing that Star Wars episode 9 did specifically because Star Wars episode I tried to honor Carrie Fisher while not having her character be dead so the different so they were honoring her in like the film but the characters couldn't verbalize it whereas I think the thing, the advantage that Wakanda forever has is that they can well, obviously, Chavik is going to loom over the whole film. They can literalize the memorial of him as an actor through the character. They can have Lupita Nyong'o as Nakia say how grief sh- trick and she is about mm-hmm. T'Challa, and that can be a stand-in for them honoring Chavik Boseman. Whereas with The Rise of Skywalker, they were, like, doing a love letter to Carrie Fisher, but they had to, like, use outtakes and weird—like, it just was all disjointed.
6: Yeah, the cast has spoken to this, particularly this past weekend, about— it making the film being therapeutic, but also at the same time wanting to move forward and bring a new story. I think if you look at Amin mentioned it with the Namor and the Atlantis and the whatever they're calling this uh it, this in the MCU, I think that's a of a, a fresh way to not only bring a new antagonist, but also this is a big time character just generally in Marvel. So you have that storyline there. The portion of Riri Williams, uh, Ironheart being in there too, I think also is. We're also introducing simultaneously these new characters. So I'm looking at them beginning to not only tell the story of this new civilization that Ryan Kugler has been very focused on mapping this out from not only. Wakanda forever, but to their future spinoff, the the Okoye spinoff, uh, a few years from now. But like, I think there is a a clear plan on how they want to implement everything while paying tribute to Ch- Chadwick at the same time but also not undercutting the film itself and the story going forward, which is a very tricky thing. I don't envy the situation that kugler has been in because he had written the script already for Black Panther 2 when Chadwick passed. So then you have the shock of the passing. Then you have everything that goes along with it, having to redo everything, them immediately saying, Hey, we're not recasting, which is a decision that everybody talks about all the time, but I won't talk about here, but it, it's a very difficult and tricky thing to manage, but I feel based off of everything that I've heard and based off of everything that they've said, it seems like they're confident that they have a good film. So I'm going to trust
4: them on that until I see otherwise. Do we have final thoughts on this? Um, my uh, my initial final thought is I, I think I owe Amin an apology. I think that you are not sour nor bitter. You are much kinder... <laughs> to phase four yeah. than I expected. Much, much kinder. Mm-hmm. Um, it made it makes more sense when you look at it as the rebuilding years. Yep. I mean, because I do think that, that, that there's a lot to that. And I think that there's the other piece of the rebuilding years as well is the challenge of how many of these characters can we get you to care about coming off of Chris mm-hmm. Hemsworth and coming off of Chris Evans and coming off of Robert Downey Jr.?
7: let so so howard let me ask you that so of all the characters who were introduced in phase four who who are the people you're like i want to know i want more of this guy or this this girl
4: um that's a really tough one because i didn't i still think wandavision was my favorite thing to come out of it so far Mm -hmm. Um, no way home was outstanding fan service, but it felt like it was an ending and less than a beginning. Mm-hmm. It felt like it was tying up story then right. moving us forward with story. Mm-hmm. Um, I am probably, you know, and I didn't love moon Knight mm-hmm. uh, because moon Knight was sort of an obscure character. And mm-hmm. to me, my, my rule of thumb has generally been, if I didn't read it in the comics, I'm probably not going to love it when I watch it. There hasn't been a character mm-hmm. yet that I watched that I that I didn't like in the comic, but I really liked in the movie, it's pretty much Mm -hmm. been consistent. So I would say to answer to answer that, I am really looking forward to Kingpin Echo Daredevil. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and also, and also, I would like to see what the final story of Wanda Maximoff is. Mm. In other words, I'm pretty much stayed true to the old guys to the old guard.
7: AC. Final. Uh, cause oh well. I, I want to. am because uh, to me there's w- I think one. No, I'll take that back. There's
4: actually I take that back. I'm sorry. I'm interested in Kang. I wasn't even yeah. thinking. It's Kang I mean, the Conqueror. K- he's the guy. Kang is like you he's
7: know. Is jo- it Jonathan Majors? Is the name of that? Jonathan Majors. Yes. Yes. Like having rewatched it again, again, like this last week, and no, I'm like, he's the guy. Give me, give me more. Give me a lot yes. more. This
6: guy. They're giving you everything. Yes, yeah, this guy's They're giving you the character's
7: compelling and the actor's acting his ass off like i'm i'm all in on that i'm all in on everyone from shang chi i like the idea of the 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 that there's a new mandarin basically and, and that this thing is real the 12 rings are real all that stuff um and then outside of that oh and the, and julie louis dreyfus's character I, which I she will I mean,
6: play a, a huge yeah. role That much I could say. She's going to play a huge role in this going forward. Like the phase five, the phase five stuff. A lot of it is going to be her. And if you are a fan of secret invasion in the comics uh, with the scrolls, secret invasion is going to tell you a lot.
4: Jake, where you at?
5: The final thought I have is basically just that um, I've said it earlier, but if you feel fatigued with the stuff, you're under no obligation to watch it but also if you feel fatigued from it and don't watch it stop talking about how fatigued you are like there are a lot of things that i don't watch that i don't complain about um and i i just feel like like i said i think it just really depends on your relationship to what you're watching i think that we all kind of have things that we watch whether they're good or bad um the same way you watch a sports team and so personally i'm of the opinion where i'll just watch all of this stuff just because i love keeping up with it but if you only want to watch the stuff that you really like that's completely fine too Um, and just, you know, and if you need to ask someone to explain something in a movie you didn't get because of, uh, the TV, you can tweet at me as long as you're nice. Um, but yeah, just, (laughs) I just think that, I think that what what this whole thing reminds me a lot of is when there's all that concern trolling about NBA ratings from casual fans a few years ago, where it's like, you don't need to care about this. Why are you, you're not Kevin Feige. Why do you care if Marvel's bottom line is not quite as good as it used to be? That's not your concern. So just don't worry about it. Honestly, it's my whole thing.
4: (laughs) AC.
6: Well, I think personally when it comes to the fatigue i've talked about it a lot on our show and just generally when i and a point i made earlier in the show is that listen we're not the same people we were three years ago our interests change our interests have either grown or waned whatever it may be the emotional high of end game and trying to chase that um amin mentioned the rebuilding phase of phase four i equated on our show the the phase four to the oh three Lakers after they won the three championships Shaq did got the surgery on company time and they got off to a bad start and they just never got it going um for a while so I think they're headed back to something good I think these announcements reinvigorated the fan base so I think the fan base is riled up and kind of ready to go and see what happens the rest of this phase and I think we were due for a change in how we look at it so seeing how that Translates going forward as they learn about how to do TV correctly will is something for me that's going to be interesting to watch.
4: Yeah, well, I am very much looking forward to November eleventh, twenty twenty two. We get Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I'm also looking forward to talking with Jake and with AC and Jerome, who's not here, um, on their pod, which is the Marvel Cinematic University, which you can find uh, on Twitter, MC University Pod. AC, where can we find you on Twitter? Find me on Twitter at Anthony Canton underscore three. Jake?
5: At the Jake Christie.
4: And Amin, we know where you're at. At Darth Amin. And we'll see you on the Metal Larkers pod as well. Um, this is it. Thank you all for joining us. I'm gonna ask obviously, Jake, you gotta cut this down a little bit. But it's a little bit that's
5: qu- funny. That's very
4: funny. It, it's such quality content. You're gonna have a very very difficult time with it.
5: I I mean well, yeah it's yeah. I mean I, do, I I do need I, I am gonna need you to tell me exactly what I needed to get it down to because I have to cut out a lot. But anyway,
4: yeah. As as Bob Costas would say, there's so much gold in this. There's so <laughs> much gold in this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm Howard Bryant. You can find me with the mean at the uh, the Metal Larkers Pod and also at hBryant42 on Twitter. And we will see you again on our third incarnation of the uh, MC university pod combining with the pirate ship. We're out.
0: Oh my gosh, folks.
1: Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call eight seven seven eight 8 hope ny or text hope and 467 369 In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boothill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. That was great.
2: Yeah, that was, uh, yeah. Ah. No yeah. Superman, though, weirdly enough. Oh, well they talked about Superman. No, no that's that. What would be universe does Superman pertain guy to? Guys. He's a uh, DC. Yeah, DC.
1: What university would he go to? Uh,
2: college, mm. just a regular good. college. Washington. There's no <laughs> George superhero Washington. university, George Washington. Right? <laughs> I mean, the X, the X Men was that <laughs> like a <laughs> university? Was the X Men a university? Didn't they go to like a school, academy? Yeah, right. right. Academy. And there's Monsters University. Well, yeah, but that's something Monsters else. Inc. No, but then I then think they graduated. I think. I think that the Monsters universe I think it was like a prequel that was made after Monsters Inc. Uh, okay so perfect you can enlighten right. us. It is. It's yeah like, please. The, the second Monsters movie is then a
0: prequel. And, yeah it's university and it's supposed to be before they got to What do the big Monsters
1: st- major in? Are they scaring. involved in extracurriculars? Scaring. Yeah scaring.
0: Details on the like, I remember watching it, but right. I don't
2: remember. Like, I think it's just like, yeah, different Honor phases roll? of scary. Is there an option for the monsters after they go to Monsters University to not go to Monsters Inc?
1: Career services, mm.
2: or does everyone I think kind of send the ones cum laude. go to Monsters Inc? Really? And the ones that don't,
0: you know, where up. do they go?
2: What, yeah, what does a monster do? You know, being a, it could be a, a chef. Really? Monster. Uh, they could be, be a police monster officer. Dishes. Monster Mash. Monster car driver. Mm-hmm. Ooh, monster truck Ooh. drivers. Yeah. Wow. Is that what they do? Yeah. They are monster truck drivers. Where they else the idea. super, since you know about this because you have a child. I do. Where where else the superheroes go to really, you have a university? Oh yeah. Yeah, but not of age of uh, not of age. Well Roy does too. Roy might know the yeah, answer Roy, to this too. This so the X Men go to like a university, right? Hmm. It's
0: it's more like an Marvel academy, and X, academy, right? that, that's not my specialty.
1: Xavier? I'm bag. a
2: Disney guy. Mm, well, I think so Disney Marvel bought is Marvel. Do ah. yeah.
1: you consider your kidney stones your children right now as you <sighs> pass them?
2: And then I, as I send them off, they're going to the university. Yes.
1: Hmm. University of Miami Health System.
2: Big Baptist. Mm. <laughs> pineapple. <laughs> the big pineapple. Oh. Uh, that will do it for another episode of Mystery Creek. Yeah, why not? Uh, what's on everybody's podcast? Oh, I don't know. Oh, Billy, what do you got? Big one this week on Stupidity. We talked to Jake Paul. Hey! But then, then his fight got canceled.
3: Oh, oh that's right. Yeah.
2: So he previews his uh, fight? Yeah. <laughs> but cleaned all that up. Okay. So we're just talking to Jake Paul, hanging out. On Montgomery and Company. Moco. We, yeah, Moco. Uh, they <laughs> talked to Raven Saunders, Olympic medalist. Uh, she was the shot puttist, or puttist, or whatever you want to call her. <laughs> Who twerked shot in the middle shot of the uh, Olympics? Putter, yeah, yeah, she twerked in the middle of the Olympics. Yes, uh, shot putter. Yes. Uh, YouTube, do it. Just subscribe, Great review. <laughs> do it. Just do it. All of it.
1: What did you just say? YouTube,
2: do it. <laughs> do it.
1: Okay. DNF. We have Valtteri Botas, and then we have Summer Break Golik and Smeddy, Check summer it out. Break. Talk <laughs> to Lindsay D'Arcangelo about the WNBA postseason that is approaching. Ooh. Off the Looking Glass. We'll be back soon. Listen to the back catalog. What's well, on
0: Cinefile? Cinephile this week, we are doing uh, Flight, we are doing The Last Movie Stars, those are the films we're reviewing, but it was Adnan's birthday, and we get into the birthday etiquette. Oh, that's right. The birthday etiquette of, of whether... He has,
4: he got his birthday, I forgot
2: to text happy him. Happy birthday, Adnan. The type Adnan. of people you happy expect birthday, people, Happy
0: belated, like yeah. the, we, we debate what kind of people you expect happy birthdays from, oh, which geez. ones you don't, which ones you get offended if you don't get it, because mm. it's a dangerous game, right? You don't expect them for everybody, so we yeah. get into the etiquette of wishing people happy birthdays. All right, and me. you can hear Aaron Boone's birthday gift for Adnan. Ooh,
2: it was wow. very Ooh. interesting. Also, Shake Asshole. Shack for sitting Out. Oh, hmm. You got me? Okay, I'm in. Yeah, yeah, I'm in. We're here. Oh, sure. It's on Greg Cody. What's on
0: Greg mm. Cody this yeah. week? Uh is he my dad cries or fungus, is he... usually uh, the Yeti Blanc's song, uh Pebble Drive is on there and my and you can stream that song also support our guy Yeti. But my dad cries when he like my dad hears that song for the very first time and gets legitimately emotional. Mm. So it's like, you know, Ow. a little a little zig, you know, we like to be goofy a lot, but, but this one has a little heartstrings. For some reason, Yeti reminds me of Jason Siegel. I don't know why. I see that. I see I see I I that. You mm. um, should,
1: oh, he should oh, write oh, that I mean, vampire musical. Is he still oh, mad
0: at me? Yeti? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hasn't mentioned you cutting him from stupidity in a few. He only mentioned it to me once, actually. Oh. Good joke. But no, he's not mad. Oh, okay, Anyways, no. good night, everyone.
1: Bye, good what? night.
3: Okay, goodbye. Friends, a lot has changed over the years, personally, and across our airwaves. But one thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. So what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. You know, for me personally, I recently bought a few six-packs of Miller Lite for my housewarming party, because that's one thing that's changed for me. I moved into a new house, and I brought some friends over, and we enjoyed the best light beer. Because Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. A light beer that tastes like beer.